What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode number three of the Rough Golf Podcast. I am your host, Jake Harris. I've got an exciting episode for you today. Pretty controversial topic. It's on everybody's mind, and I want to put it out there and see where you guys stand. Let's go ahead and tee off. All right. Is distance everything in golf? Many people would feel that it is. Bryson DeChambeau would certainly feel that it is. Some people don't agree. If you look at distance right now, it seems to be the main focus of most professional golfers. Now, some of them will vary. They're working on different things, but a lot of them are trying to hit the ball consistently a very long way because they've seen the impact it's made on other professional golfers' careers. Look at Bryson DeChambeau, perfect example, probably the shining example of what distance can do for your game. Coming back into the game, Beefy got some extra muscle on him, and he's smacking the ball crazy distances. I mean, the dude is a monster, okay? And look at what it's done for his game and his career. It's, it's, it's crazy. You know, before he left the PGA, he was the leading, uh, the driving average. Uh, I can't remember exactly what the statistic was, but he was number one. Okay, now that he's on Live Golf, I don't know how that works out, if they're going to maintain that or not. But dude can smack the ball, okay? Straight out rip it. And Rory McIlroy is the, the same way. He's got, he's got some power off of the tee. And when you look at those guys and you just see, gosh, they're, they're consistently smacking this ball, you know, 300 plus yards, 330 plus, they're just ripping it out there. That's what I need for my game. As an average golfer, you feel like, ah, that's, that's what's missing in my game. If I could only hit the ball consistently, you know, 300, 320 yards, I would be scoring so much better. And I have to say to you, is that true? Is that, is that accurate for your average golfer on the courses that you play? And one other thing that I want to pose to you is, is giving up the accuracy of landing in the fairway after, let's say, a 260-yard drive versus landing in the rough after a 290-yard drive. Which one of those would you pick? As a golfer, as an average golfer, which one of those, what, what, what second shot would you rather be playing? You're in the fairway at 260 yards, let's say it's a 400-yard par 4, or you're in the rough at 290. What would you rather play? If you're at 260, you got 140 yards in, that's probably like an 8 or a 9 iron for most average golfers. Maybe even a 7 iron for some of you that are, that are still just you know, getting into the game. And if you're in the rough, you've got 110 yards. That's probably like an approach wedge. Or if you're, if you're a real hoss, then maybe a sand wedge, like a full sand wedge, 50, 54 degree or something. Where would you rather be? You're going to have an, a smoother, cleaner shot out of the fairway, obviously, but a closer shot out of the rough. And I think that, that giving up the accuracy for the distance isn't necessarily always the best thing for an average golfer because there's too many variables in the rough. And playing from the rough will make you a better golfer, and I believe that you should do it when your shot you know, lands in the rough. It's going to make you a better golfer. Sometimes bad golf is a blessing because you start to work on things that you weren't working on before, like getting out of the rough. But from a standpoint of this is my strategy now to just hit it as far as I possibly can, and hope and pray that it lands in the fairway, 
but likely, you know, can prepare that it's going to be in the rough. I'm not sure that that's the best approach for your golf game. And the reason, you know, one statistic I want to point out on this, Bryson DeChambeau, before he left PGA Tour, was the longest hitter on average. But was he number one in the world? No. Current number one is Scotty Scheffler. So what does that say? What, is it, what does that say? You know, is Scotty getting lucky? Maybe. I don't think so. Dude's skilled. He's, he's got game. But it also says that hitting the ball the farthest does not necessarily correlate with being the best golfer. It doesn't. So you have to, you know, back up and think a little bit about how far you want to go in achieving more distance and what at what cost? What what are the, the downsides and what is, it, what is it going to cost your game in the long run? Okay. Pros today seem to focus on the bomb and gouge technique. You know, hit it a real long way, get a, put a wedge in. And that's changing everything. Most of the courses that average golfers play are not 7,000 yards plus. Okay. Maybe some of them are, but the majority of your public golf courses are going to be in the the 6,000 to maybe 6,700 range, at least the ones that I've played. Some of them can be a little bit longer, but on average, they're under 7,000 yards. And the pros are playing 7,000 plus, so they've got to hit the ball a long way. They're also playing from the pro tees. Most average golfers are not playing all the way from the tips of the course. They're playing white tees, possibly some blue tees, but somewhere in that range. So they're not playing, you know, all the way from the back, which is perfectly fine because that's where you are at your point in golf and your journey in golf. But your average public course isn't that long. So is increasing distance going to make that much difference on the courses that you play on average? Or would becoming more accurate with your shots into the green help you out a little bit better? There's also a big debate right now about distance and the bomb and gouge technique where pros are just smacking it a really long way and they've got a wedge into the green almost eliminating the beauty of iron play or the necessity of iron play and that's changing the game it's you know I don't even know what that's going to do for golf in the future as far as uh, the design of courses but that bomb and gouge technique may work for DeChambeau or Rory or one of the other big hitters but it's not necessarily going to be the best technique for your average golfer playing your standard course or your average course. Now, by increasing the distance in the game, does this mean that future golf courses are going to be longer? Does this mean that tee boxes are going to start migrating further and further back from the green to accommodate some of these advancements that we've made in golf? And some of this distance hunt has been purely that, advancements in clubs, in ball design and construction, I mean, you if you take a driver from the early 90s and compare it to a driver from 2022, you're going to see a huge difference. The materials are different, the distance are different, the head size difference, the shaft technology is different. I mean, everything has evolved with this with, with this one particular club, the driver. So. Distance is not necessarily just made by the player. It's also made by the equipment. So as these items are getting more advanced and distance is becoming a bigger part of the game, 
Is that going to change the landscape of golf courses? Likely it will, at least in the professional sphere. They're going to do one of two things. They're going to make the courses longer or they're going to make the courses more difficult by installing hazards or maybe significant dog legs that you can't go over or anything like that that's going to change how the professional players approach the course. They won't be able to just bomb and gouge. They'll have to place some strategy in their course management. Now, with this distance hunt and everybody thinking, you know, I've got to hit longer, I've got to get the ball further down the fairway, closer to the green, or else I won't be a competitive golfer. That's certainly not true, okay? You can be a competitive golfer with just 250 yards off the tee. You do not have to focus on hitting the ball 300 yards or even, you know, get yourself and your game to the point where you're consistently smacking the ball 300 yards to be a low handicap or even a scratch golfer, okay? These guys that are focusing on distance are at such an elite level on the professional side of things that every yard is going to make a difference. As an average golfer, you know, you're anywhere from an 8 to a 20 handicap. Hitting the ball 300 yards shouldn't really be your focus. You should be focusing on tightening up the scoring part of the game, which is the short game, the wedges, chipping around the green, pitching in 100 yards and less, putting, that type of thing. Distance is only going to get you so far. And this takes me to my next topic. If you're struggling with your golf game, should you focus on increasing distance to make your golf game better? Is that going to be the thing that puts you over the line and gets you playing better golf? Well, I want you to first consider why you want the difference. And I'm speaking as an average golfer, okay? I'm, I'm not a professional golfer. I'm not a professional golf coach. I'm just an average guy who goes out there and has a good time on the course. But I've played some really good rounds, and I've played some not-so-good rounds. But when I look at my not-so-good rounds, it's never because I wasn't hitting 300 yards. It's because I was either had penalty shots or, more often than not, my short game was terrible. Two chips, three putts, terrible. So distance would not have helped me at all. It just wouldn't. So consider why you want the distance. There's an old saying in golf that the game can't be won from the tee, but it can be lost for the tee. There's also another saying, drive for show, putt for dough. Perfect example. Driving is uh, It is a part of the game, yes. It is a fun part of the game, yes. It is a necessary part of the game. But it isn't the only part of the game or the most important part of the game. Far from it. Driving is a means to get your ball into play. What you do from there becomes even more important. Driving should occupy a space in your strategy, but it should not be your entire strategy. It's not going to work for you. It's not going to better you to a point where your game will completely change just because you can now smack the ball 300 yards if you can't chip or putt. It does nothing for you. I think the reason we all hunt distance, and I've done it, I've been guilty of it in the past, I've said to myself, I need to learn to get my driver further out there because that's what's holding me back. But I was blind and I didn't really want to see that the less flashy, 
you know, fun parts of the game or what were really holding me back, like chipping or putting. No, how boring is it to go to a putting green and sit there and putt for hours? It's just, for me, it is difficult to just get motivated about putting. It really is because it's just, it's a finesse part of the game and I want to be out there. I want to hear that loud smack when I hit the driver and I want to see the results and everything like that. And you just get, you get amped up when you're, you're out on the range smacking the driver. So easy to understand why so many people are drawn to trying to increase their distance. It's fun. It's fun to work on. But distance can quickly become the ego portion of golf. And if you've watched any of my videos over there on Rough Golf on YouTube, you know that I talk about part of breaking a specific number, be it 100, 90, anything like that, can be a, a big part of that can be keeping your ego in check, making sure that it doesn't overwhelm you and lead you to make bad decisions off of the tee. Don't take your driver when it's not performing properly just because everybody else is and you want to be out there leading the pack. You're going to get yourself into trouble and it's going to cost you strokes. Another one of my favorite sayings is that the woods is full of big hitters. That's for a reason. That's because bravado and ego tied up into distance and how far you can hit the ball often lands you in some pretty bad positions, a hazard, penalty area, costing you strokes, in the rough, behind a tree, whatever. All of these things, based off of solely trying to smack the ball as far as you can, occur in a golf game and cost you strokes. So with all these quotes and little sayings, I'm trying to draw parallels between distance does not equal automatic success. Working on your short game, chipping and putting, getting better at those two things, those will have a significant impact on how well you play golf. If you are struggling with keeping your drives in play, not necessarily a distance, we're not focusing on distance, but just keeping your drives in play, maybe you have a bad slice or a bad hook, then you need to work on that. You need to, to have a consistent and repeatable swing that gets the ball in play off of the tee with the driver, but you don't need to spend the majority of your time working on increasing the driver distance to get 20 or 30 extra yards, even 50 yards. I mean, if somebody said to you, I will, I'll give you this magic driver, you can hit it 50 yards further, guaranteed every time, but nine times out of 10, you're gonna end up in the rough, in an, in an unplayable position, or somewhere where you've got to scramble to get back into a playable position. Does that sound like something that you'd want to take? It doesn't to me. It doesn't sound like you're going to be a better golfer by gaining distance and landing in a worse position than you would be if you hit it not as far, but you landed in the fairway. And a lot of people will disagree with me on that. And if you disagree with me on that, or you want to comment on it, please reach out to me. Let me know what you think. You can hit me up at roughgolfpodcast at gmail. Send me an email and, you know, tell me your side of it. Tell me your story if you've been working on gaining distance and what it's done for your game. I want to hear good, bad, ugly, whatever. Just let me know. I will pick one of your emails to share on the podcast. 
with the rough golf community. We can all learn from each other and help each other to become better golfers. Guys, golf is a hard sport, but it does not have to be a struggle. Anytime that you struggle with the game, I want you to remember why you started. Remember that last putt that you made that made you feel great or that last drive that you hit that seemed to go on forever. No matter how hard the game is at the time, you got to keep moving forward and keep on swinging.